Okay, people. Once again, we are back in the building. Hayla. Hey, Shez. What's up? What's going on? <laughs> you good? I'm good. I'm great. I'm glad to be here. Good. I'm glad you're here. Really glad to be here. It's always nice, isn't it? This yeah. little catch up. Yeah. I just like not sitting on this couch anymore, though. <laughs> no. I feel like it needs to move to the <laughs> other side of I the know. Because this picture. This picture. Is annoying me. This picture. <laughs> Do you know what? I actually, it's a lovely bit. Okay. But you know what? Let me just say, you see that space? So yeah. we're, look, we're in our brand new spanking <laughs> studio and we're looking at pictures on the wall of mm. a certain other podcasting team and a certain hot radio one extra DJ and all the great ladies that he's interviewed. Mm -hmm. And there's this really blank space that I just feel like we need to fill. So I feel like we just need to take a picture, get it on canvas and get it on the wall. We don't even need to ask Ace. If we come in next week and we find somebody's face, boat race on there, it's going down. It's going down. Uh, And right now I feel like the picture above us is of the four podcasters that we mentioned. One of them is laughing a bit too hard and I feel like he's laughing at us. I feel like he's laughing I at really us. do. I don't like it. <laughs> I really don't like it. No, it's a cool picture though. I do, I do, I do rate it. But yeah, just the giggles is too much. Yeah, it's way like, too much. You know, Damon's laughing, Femi's laughing. Ace is like wiping the tear out of his eyes. <laughs> laughing so hard. Where's our picture? Jokes a bit. I'm just like, so what are we just the butt of the jokes now? Okay, cool. <laughs> see where we are see where we are you know we're just gonna move it on that's fine but you know what let's talk about as we're three weeks into like 2018 now, can you imagine three weeks in already can you wow. imagine yeah what have you done in the three weeks do you feel like you've uh, you've kind of like set your mind to achieve things you have you done what? a have you done a vision board is it a new year is it a new you well, let me say, right, it's definitely not, it's, it's definitely not a new me, mm-hmm. but for, it's kind of like a new me. So I had posted on my Insta around the kind of new year phase that yeah. um, I'm just going back to being me because, so it's like, it's not really new, it's just me again because I felt like last year why do I feel like I'm repeating this but we didn't say this last week did we I'm just I'm trying to remember I felt like last year anyway basically that there were a lot of compromise made it made there were there was a lot of kind of um not necessarily being true to me in the sense that I'm kind of like doing stuff that I don't necessarily want to do. I'm kind of making compromises, which um, don't necessarily make leave me in the best comfortable space, either, you know, professionally, personally, even financially. And I just thought, actually, I need to shift my priorities so that I become number one. Mm. And, you know, it's weird because I was listening to the radio the other day and they, I don't know who this lady was talking. I think she may have been a life coach. And she was saying some things that I had already decided were going to be some of my kind of mantras without having to sort of press on them every day. She was saying them to whoever was interviewing her. Yeah. And she was saying things like, you, f- you, you, f- you fill and feed others or aim to fill and feed others from your excess not from your seed Mm -mm. because sometimes you drain yourself when you're trying to fill and feed others 
and you're not even fully at yourself. So you've got to put yourself first, get yourself to that position where you are creating, whether it's excess time, excess money, excess love, and then you have that to give. But if you're not spending time on yourself, how are you going to, where's the time Mm. that you're taking to give to other people? So that time you are giving to other people becomes actually the flip side of that is self-neglect. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt that in a way last year, just upon my reflections. You know, thankfully, I've not been so detrimentally impacted by it. But I definitely felt by the end of the year that I need to make some changes. <clears throat> Those changes need to involve a shift in priorities. I need to be better to myself, for myself. Yeah. And... So that's what I'm doing this year. So I'm going back to me. Mm-hmm. So I remember once I was on a panel of women talking um, at this event. I'd been invited to be on a panel. And in our closing remarks, there was something we were asked to say something about um, um, something about ourselves or something that we wanted the women t- to take away with them. And my one was it was I, I think I said I love me some me mm-hmm. and um what I meant by that is that I kind of love me to the extent that if it's not feeling good if something's presented to me and it's not feeling good I don't look good it's not good for me it's getting rejected right. don't want to do it not doing that mm. nope won't be doing that nope won't be coming there if it feels like a compromise on my integrity if it feels like a compromise on my core values no not doing it and you know it 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 went down well and I was kind of surprised I I can't remember if that was the way that I expressed it in terms of the actual ditty about it but it went down well and I was surprised by that because I thought that was standard and that was some years ago but even I moved away from that Mm. and so my thing is I'm getting back to that so it's not new year new me it's new year kind of old me and um so far, I know we're only 16, 17 days in, but I'm, I'm, you know what? I am, fe- I am feeling yeah. the benefits of it, you know, because my whole energy it's has different. shifted yeah. and people are feeling that about me. My whole energy pattern has shifted. And when I say energy, I don't just mean my physical energy. I mean that the kind of energy that you carry with you, the energy that you're bringing into a room, the energy that is apparent when you're um, interacting with people on any level, my mm. energy levels is now it's it's back to this. Mm. It's back to boldness. It's back to me. So come check me in February. <laughs> see what I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Laugh. Right. Going to bed. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. Like, um, I remember when I was doing my training and I first started, and I, you know, I had to eat like copious amounts of like asparagus and chicken mm. and. Oh my god! I can't believe I'm gonna have to do this for God knows how many months. Mm. And um, I remember putting um, a post on my Instagram page about it. And there's a girl called that I follow called Malika, who's lovely. She competes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing girl, really lovely, very supportive, and just like you can do it. It's amazing. So I was like, why didn't nobody tell me that I would have to be eating this crap and it's gonna mm-hmm. taste like this and I'm gonna feel like this? Blah blah blah. And she just wrote. She goes, "Don't worry about it. You'll be fine." She goes. It doesn't get easier, but you get stronger and you get better. So I was like, and that always stuck with me throughout the entire process. And I just thought that is a really simple mantra that just that you can take with you through just through life. Many things. Yeah, yeah. through loads of things. And it's and it's always stuck with me. And I've I've been saying it over and over and over again in my head since the start of the year, because 
essentially I wanted to get back training from literally from January the 1st. And that yeah. didn't happen because as you know, I was struck down with flu yeah. for the first week I was out. Like yeah. whatever this this flu epidemic is that's going around, it's vicious and it's nasty. And though yeah. some people get it, you know, to the nth degree. Like yeah. I think I was like middle of the road, but that middle of the road was, was just awful. awful. Yeah, I don't think I yeah. reached the levels that people were talking about. And then about. the second week I got um, a um, tummy bug. Mm. So it was like a knock on effect. And I just felt like, oh God, I'm really delaying myself in the plans that I've kind of made for myself. Yeah. And I, I didn't like that feeling. I felt like I was being left behind. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I just, I think this week I just thought, Lorraine, just, it's fine. It's early days, Yeah, babe. it's fine. You're like, three, why are you breaking your neck and killing yourself and having a panic attack about things that are out of your control? Yeah. Clearly, A, your body is probably saying to you, you just need to like take five. Yeah. And maybe you were at a stage where you were quite, because I've literally went from zero to 100. I went from training literally for about eight months out of the entire year. Mm. Christmas came. Mm. Oh, well, sorry, my birthday came. Mm. I'm eating, I'm drinking, I'm having a good time. I mm. come back. Christmas and you went there. away. Yeah. So the flying. Eating and drinking, I'm having that. a good time. So now physically, I'm I'm, wait, I'm, I'm wearing myself <laughs> out. So is it any wonder come January the 1st, I'm Your like, flu is like, up. bang. Yeah. So then at the start of this week, I just, I had to revert back to that mantra and say, you know what, it doesn't get easy, it doesn't get easy, but you get better and you get stronger. Yeah. And I just thought, okay, that's what I love. I've, I've just been on it. Like my brain, something's clicked. Yeah. And I'm just very focused now. So it's like, and shouts out to uh, Melanie Sabi as well, who's the um, head of the Black British um, Business Awards. Okay. She, um, I know Melanie, but yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. She created her, um, what do you call it? Mood her board. mood board. Yeah. And I was like, I need to do that. So I need to, needed to start writing things down. Should we do that one Saturday? Down. We should get together and do it. Yeah, I was thinking that when I saw her post. Yeah. And Anyone want to join us? Email Thanks. us. Yeah, and <laughs> it was so funny because I literally, you know, you just go into your apps and that was the first thing that came up and yeah. it was almost like all these little signs, you know, referring back to Malika's saying and then going into my Insta and then seeing Melanie put up her poster for what she created for her own yeah. vision board. I'm like, I, I need to get back to that because I felt like last year, beginning of 2017, I was so certain in, in what I wanted to achieve yeah. throughout the year. One thing I didn't complete, but I'm kind of okay about that. But everything else, I kind yeah. of did exactly what I set out to do. So I'm like, I need to repeat that pattern again of yeah. kind of like setting up myself what it is I want to achieve and just fucking do it. Yeah. I also need to stop swearing. I've been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, we'll set up a swear box because yeah. so do I. Um, I, <laughs> I can tell you one thing about, because um, I'd meant to, I, I had have been meaning for a while, mm. a good while to create a mood board. And I, I really want to do it because I truly believe when you're, when you're visualizing something, it makes it all the more clearer to you and you, it becomes easier to manifest. Mm. I think it's more likely to manifest when you've ate, when you've got a visual, uh, focal point yeah. of what it is that you're you you want to see um, come into your life. So, um, but before when I used to spend a lot more time on Insta because I remember back last year I was talking about the Insta diet I went mm -mm. on. I'm trying to keep it up, so I'm trying not to be so much. But I actually set up. I have a I have an uh, Instagram mood board. Right. So I have an account. I don't follow anyone apart mm. from Instagram. And I think it was just because I just wanted to have one person that I follow, mm. but I just post things. So I might screenshot oh. things. I might take pictures of things and I post things mm. 
just so that when I open that account, I can look at them and I'll write little things underneath the picture mm. and nobody else is, you know, I'm not accepting followers on yeah, it or yeah. anything like that. And I literally look at those pictures and I visualize what, what that picture signifies to me right, okay. in that way. So if even if we don't get to do our mm. um, physical ones or anyone that's listened to this, even if you don't do a physical one, Instagram is a place that you can literally curate pictures, create a second second account, pictures, images, sayings, everything that you can literally just open up and ponder on. Mm -mm. Look at. Yeah. So yeah. I have that as 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 one. You know of you can my... do that on your own account. There's um you know there's a little tab. Oh yeah, things you that you say. Like, yeah, if you see like a picture that you like, you can just save it. So I I actually do that. So if there's an image that I like, yeah. I save them and then I go through it and I look, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I really like that. Yeah, yeah, reason. yeah. It's so weird cuz I do yeah. but for I do that but for interior stuff homes and <laughs> yeah. and like decoration and some style looks i do it for that but i never thought to yeah you're right yeah, yeah. i suppose you can do it that way as yeah. well yeah so I, I i've been doing that um simply because um i think again at the start of the year i was like okay i really want my instagram to kind of mean something mm -hmm. other than just pretty pictures pretty pictures mm. i wanted to serve a purpose mm -hmm. and for people mm -hmm. to see okay i understand why she's she's doing that I understand why she posted that picture yeah. and I understand the explanation behind it yeah. so they can see the growth and the progress and the purpose behind it. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, doing what you've suggested and obviously saving yeah. the pics in my file kind of really helps with that. There's certain people just like, I'm really inspired by, you know, what this person is doing yeah. and I like that. So, yeah. I think notes. your posts are inspiring. I tell yeah. you that. I think your posts are inspiring and it's not just because I am serious couch potato and I'm just living off good mm. genes that keep me like <laughs> down in size because I chow down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I find it, especially the ones where you like show like your transformation mm. and when you were doing the training, the differences I can see like in your abs, your legs, your back, all that kind of stuff. Like, I know you. It's not mm. just somebody on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I literally know you. Mm. So I think it just makes it all the more um, inspiring. Mm. And actually, I was supposed to get a bit more active this year. Do it now. This is the best, like, I can say all the time. Like, this right now is the best time to train. Like, because yeah. by the time summer hits... You don't want to feel like, oh Jesus, I'm not going to go and it. kill myself. You yeah. want to be, you want to be in a flow where you've kind of developed your routine. Yeah. And by the time summer gets here, it's not so much of a chore. It's more like your daily, yeah, your your day to day. Yeah. So what I really want to do is, is step my yoga up. Mm. That's what I want to do. So I need to just be about it. Actually, I'm just oh, actually I'm just going to start because. Th that needs to fit in with what I say I'm doing in yeah. 2018. When I say I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. So do it. Put on your vision board. Yep. And it's part of your. Yep. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Because gotta do it, girl. That needs to happen. Yeah. So <laughs> not New Year, new me. I would say New Year, better and stronger me. That's fantastic. Yeah. I like, I like it a that. Lot. I'm actually gonna post that. New year, better and stronger me. Amen. <laughs> so yeah, so um, let us move on because you want to. I want to talk about this um, Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. And um, okay, so you know, every so often these hashtags pop up on social media, and sometimes I sit there and I think to myself, 
do I feel like this hashtag, because I haven't hashtagged Me Too at all. I haven't said anything about it on any of my social media networks. Because mm. sometimes I'm like, I really, I feel like I need to take a step back because I feel like I would only want to tweet that or put it out there if I felt like this is something that's actually going to help mm. change the status quo of mm, sexual mm, harassment mm. and people just abusing their power. Yeah. Like, you know, so I guess that that is actually, that, that's my question. Like, do you feel like this particular hashtag is helpful towards highlighting the issues of sexual harassment, not just in entertainment, just across the board? Mm. Um, do you think it's that men are changing their way of thinking or kind of, coming to the realization that I'm sure that they know that sexual, sexual harassment exists, but mm. are they fully aware to what extent that women, and it would seem some men are having to deal with it, i.e. Yeah. Terry Crews. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you feel like, yeah, do you feel like Me Too, let's start with the Me Too. Do you feel like this is this is something that's going to change the game? Um... I think, because Me Too triggers me. Mm. Um, so when I saw the hashtag, mm. it resonated with me and I don't really want to go into, but so it, it definitely, um, it definitely triggered me and I still fall into the camp where I couldn't hashtag me too. Mm. I couldn't. Um, but seeing how many people did, people that I knew and then people that knew them on their, like for fa on Facebook, for instance, was, uh, was huge. Mm. But I don't, I don't know if it, um, you see, because what people have to realize is, you see the people that are hashtagging me too, or those instances where something's happened where someone can say me too, they stay with you for life. Mm -hmm. And um, so I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's gonna be a game changer because it's still happening and um, I don't know if, if people, it feels bad to say it, but sometimes I just feel like you're not really gonna, you're not really gonna get it until it's A, too late or until B, it's kind of like happened to you to understand mm. the magnitude of when you see someone saying me too, like what that really means. Mm. It's, it's just like, it's so, 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 it was so deep to me seeing that many people who were able to do it. And then as I said, there are gonna be people who aren't able to do it. Mm. So um, it, to me, I, I felt like if you're really, if you're really, if you if you wanna learn, and this, I, th I guess I'm saying this to like guys and stuff, if you wanna learn how kind of far reaching um, the issue of sexual assault is, um, then you really, if you, if you plug into it with, with an open mind, you will learn. 
But if you want to stay in the position where you're just like, oh, why is everyone exaggerating on oh, what is it now we can't even chat to a woman what you can't even put your hand on a woman's leg if you come at it from that mindset you're not going to learn anything because me too is not about bill cosby's alleged victims for me me too is not even about um harvey weinstein's um you know well known or even to a certain extent lesser known um complainants and victims for me me too is about for example a friend of mine's younger sister who goes who follows her sister to a house of a guy that the sister checks for and while she's in that house the guy's friend holds her down and rapes her that's what me too reminds me of that story for me me too reminds me of a girl going to what is now I guess the young kids would call a bando but was then just like guys who everyone thought were just like friends mm. you know and one gets left behind and locked in a room and all manner of things happen to her that's what me too reminds me of mm. so me too is not about the famous people that are going for it. Me too is about real life situations that I personally know of, mm. witnessed, bore witness to. And I feel like my life's all right. I'm mm. going up around cool people. But if I know of these scenarios and if I've been where, as I said, don't want to, but the reality of it is hashtag me too. Mm. And if that's me, and I look at my robust personality and I look at where I am and I look at how I think and I look at how I roll and all the rest of it, I just think, so every woman I meet, I'm just like, it's a possibility. And if mm. this is what I say to people, speak to your mums, speak to your sisters, Speak to your female friends, speak to your aunties, speak to your godmothers. When mm. you hear how much Me Too comes out of mm. that, then we can start talking. But until people really understand that <sighs> it's not about Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby. Mm, goes further than that. Just goes I further, think those stories obviously get main headlines simply because of obviously who the right? people are. And which is great in one respect, but in another respect, it means like ordinary people like you, me, the girl down the road get forgotten about because, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not sensational enough. Yeah. It's, not, it's almost not sexy enough because the story yeah. has to be sexy in order for it, you know, to, to get the headlines. Oh, yep. we've got this mogul, we've got this guy, we've got that guy. Um, I can say that even before me too movement I, I can only speak on one particular person who this guy that I know who I have to kind of give him a bit of a hand clap clap I think he had a bit of a moment of clarity mm. where I think it was actually in the wake of the high the Weinstein kind of um you know allegations mm. because so many were coming out coming out I think he posted something on his page where he was like you know I really didn't realize how 
how deep this this was for 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 women like he's like don't get me wrong i'm aware that there are men out there who you know just just pest and just won't leave women alone but what he said he didn't realize to what extent we have to deal with expecting sexual harassment just the minute we step out the door it can be on you know the lowest level to to somebody just wolf wolf listening at us cat calling us following us down the road and um and and, and he i think he came to the realizations that this is an everyday occurrence because obviously women have to leave their houses they have to be out in the public they have to work in spaces where men exist so there's always the potential fear like every day like this is something that you have to navigate through and like he didn't he he wrote this post and i i just i really was like oh wow because in in my little head i'm thinking men don't understand they don't get it he really was like I'm starting to realise now. I like, just want more. I've, yeah. Yeah. That's and, and that's, yeah. I want more of that for men. I want them to kind of sit down and just think like, think about, as you said, your mums, your sisters, your aunts, the females that you have in and around you. Right. Think about, oh God, this is something that they have to deal with on a daily and basis. More. We, yeah. we, we went to the furthest end of the spectrum there when we're talking about catcalling. But trust me, when you scratch the surface, mm. It's more. It's much more. Listen, mm. girls, women, women, people that are women now, girls that I grew up with have been have been brutalized mm. out here. Trust me. Yeah, it's deep. It's deep. It it's deep. deep out here. Mm. And people like get over stuff and you chalk it down to I don't know, estate life, mm. you chalk it down to... I think, I think women, we chalk it down to being like, oh, it's part and parcel of being a woman. Of growing up. Yeah, but it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I shouldn't have to be like, oh, the minute... You don't even have to wait to get to puberty. Like, some men are just on you from right? day dot. Right. And it's so normalised now... Right. ...that it, it's like, oh, it's just a rite of passage. Like, someone what? In my, someone in my primary school whose mum looked really young. And mm. I don't know how we found out if we asked her or whatever. And her mum was only 14 years older than her. So her mum had her about 13, 14. Yeah. How? Yeah. I think back on that mm, now and mm. I think how? Didn't know any more details. How? Mm, Why? Mm. When we know what the age of consent is. It's just yeah. like there's been some situations and I swear, when I saw all of that, it really triggered me because, mm. mate, it triggered me, man. You so see the stories, you just like, oh my God. And right? people, women just sit there and just kind of keep this inside of them. Right? Like some, even, even the stories with the Me Too, I'd, I, I hope people realise that those are just the tip of the iceberg. Mm. Just think about the many, many women out there that haven't, that haven't told their story. And this is what I'm saying to them. And then you, you, you wonder how... When you think about there's that many women out there that have been affected in some way by um, sexual harassment, sexual assault, rape, you know, a, a, a ongoing situations where they have been sexually assaulted or touched or, or, or uh, brutalized in some way. How do you think then it informs that person's actions, attitude, personality, life, lifestyle going ahead. So beyond Me Too, 
how have these how do you think that these people these women have have continued mm. how do, do you imagine then can you imagine then the struggle to put yourself together the struggle to be normal the struggle to operate in the space where the person who's maybe brutalized you is just happy go lucky larry mm. all up in your face no you know there's no consequences for that person or the person is in your family or, you know, the person is in your school or it's somebody who's, you know, seen as a respected person in the community. There's all of mm. that that we have yet to unpack. So the thing about Me Too is that it's like, it's a starting point. Mm. And I hope the zeitgeist is that we're moving forward from that starting point now to really understand um, the the prevalence of sexual harassment and sexual assault, um, not just in industries, in families, in life. And then we start thinking about if it's so prevalent, well, we have to start thinking about the consequences. And I mean, the actual consequences to real people, how it, as I said, affects and informs their attitude and behaviors um, going forward. Like it's a, it's a big thing out here. I was just reading um, on my way back from work, I was reading um, a newspaper article about um, a footballer who had committed suicides and he is thought Gary to have Speed. been, yes, yeah, yeah. he is thought to have been one of the victims of a man who is being tried um, Barry, at the moment, Barry Bunnell, ben, yeah. yeah. And so the the the, the headline um, in the Guardian was Gary Speed, one of four players coached by Bunnell to have killed themselves. Mm. Do you see what we're looking at yeah, here? Yeah. Young boys. I think we spoke about you know when we that story spoke broke, about the, and yeah, I was saying Bunnell. to you they interviewed one of his um, victims, and I don't know if you remember, and I was watching it, and his, you know when somebody just looked broken, broken yeah, like. This is a grown man, well into his 40s, maybe even his 50s, yep. who was, I, I just, it, I can't even, I can't get his his face yeah. out of my head. Yeah. That is how broken he was. I'm like, that's one person. Can you think of all the millions out there exactly. that have been done in the same said way or even worse? And think about mm -hmm. it, like you said, the person who, yeah, you said they're in their 40s. A lot of Bunnell's um, victims are in this kind of 40 kind of plus age bracket yeah. now. And these things happen to them, a lot of them when they were playing, mm, you know, for under 16s yeah. football. So 11 to 15, that kind of age group. They've lived with it for 30 or so years. Mm. Four players to have committed suicides. Mm. Suicides. This is what we're talking about. This is the effect of being abused, being sexually abused. So Me Too has to be only a starting point. Mm. All the, the hurrah and the hoopla of it and the time's up and all the rest of it and the outing of people. We can't just let it be that flash in the pan narrative. Mm. And when people look back, it's like, oh, do you remember that time in October 2017 mm. when that's Me my Too fear came with it. out? Because I think the thing with hashtags is that people get really excited when they see them and they all want to jump on and mm. get involved, like the Ice Bucket Challenge and all mm. these other challenges and things like that. And then another hashtag comes up and all of a sudden we forget. We move on. And I'm like, this, this can't be forgot. If it is, then all of this is pointless, yeah. which is why I'm like... I need to see some sort of 
some sort of change. I need yeah. to see, I definitely need to see men speaking out more. Like what Terry Crews is doing right now. I just, I have so much, so, so much, much respect, respect for him because so much. he could have just kept it, kept it in. And yep. I'm sure, you know, I think he said it as, as well, like, you know, what has happened to him is, is awful and it's disgusting. But then he, as a man, is thinking there are women out there who've probably been through worse than what I've yep. been through. And look how it made big old me feel. Yeah, and look how, like, this man just accosted me in this way. Mm. So I, 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 w I would, and I feel like as well, if more men get involved, then the power of this, of me too, and what's the other one? Um, Time's Up. Time's Up. Mm. Would definitely have more of a, a bigger effect. Yeah. Men do need to get more involved. Like, if you're a free-thinking man think, and you I understand... Think you know, power dynamics and everything and you're not here for yeah. it, then... No, I have to absolutely 100% agree with you because mm. I think the frustrating thing about Me Too is is that... Well, let me say, not not so much frustrating first off because the powerful thing about it, and as I said, in the way that it kind of like affected me when I saw just the sheer numbers of people talking about it and, and hashtagging it on on my social media platforms talking about themselves and talking about people that they knew and really going into details mm -hmm. about people they know and experiences etc so that's all very well and it was a defining moment for women to be able to to, to look around and maybe um girls and women um who had felt as though these experiences were particular to them and they didn't have you know, it, you know, they were alone in, in that sense. I think it was um, a powerful moment for them to know, okay, I'm not alone. These things have happened to others. Mm. Maybe my reaction to the situation isn't so, you know, out there. I now understand why I've been maybe depressed. I understand why I self-sabotage. I understand why, you know, I, I've never really loved myself. I understand why I reacted in this way and that way. It, it, it allowed for a certain level of healing. But my real thing about it and where maybe I feel kind of like deflated and it's not the fault of the hashtag mm. is that, to be honest, I do want to see more men men who want to put themselves forward in general as leaders out here speaking up mm. about it because how much man upon man upon man did i have to see about but bill cosby was trying to buy nbc <laughs> though <laughs> it's a conspiracy it's, you know what the funny, get the, black is, man the funny thing is shout outs to um the writer damon young from mm. very smart brothers because oh, yeah. anytime <laughs> something happens he always and you know yeah. I used to see that as well. He always uses he always uses the story. Yeah, but he was trying to buy NBC. It could be anything, <laughs> anything. I heard that Kelly was trying to buy NBC. Yeah. <laughs> so it could be anything, and oh. that is that is um, you know that is a harp to what where people go when they hear about accusations. They find it so difficult to believe that it has to be a conspiracy. But I want. Those same people that looked at that scenario. So forget Bill Cosby and whether you think it's them, but look at the women who have been affected closer to home. Yeah. What are you What are you saying about that though? Mm -mm. What are you? Because there's nothing, and I find that disappointing mm -hmm. because 
I want men to be men in this. I want black men to be black men in this society. I want mm. I want to give you your manhood. I want you to be the leaders of our community. If that's mm. where you feel your rightful place is, lead on this now. Mm. Do something. <laughs> Say something. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Where right. is it? I agree. I don't hear yeah. anybody talking about it. I hear mm. the uproar. When it's a it, it, it's a case, and you know it's it's, it's in the media, and mm. oh, text messages show that this man didn't rape this woman, and then you know people mm. are. I'm hearing more conversations about, like you said previously, about oh, you know, I don't, I don't know how to talk to. But that does that mean I can't talk to a woman now? And blah blah blah. Like it's why should it the concern that? is more about you can't approach a woman. Yeah. Then, so it's all about your entitlement. Yeah. So it's like, hold on a minute. This is not about whether or not we are attracted to you or whether or not you'll be able to date a woman ever again in yeah. life. This isn't about that. This yeah. is about men. I'm sure there are men within your circle of friends who you know are just abusive and disgusting and take Babe. women for, 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 you know. Babe. Yeah, you know who they are. And so if it, you don't, it, ask your right. women friends. Right, and this is the because thing. Because who, like, who else, who are these men? It can't be who? just us gangbanging and saying, this man, this and this man, that. You need to pull your boy to the side and be like, uh-uh, that's not how you treat. That's not what, you, that's yeah. not what we do. Yeah. And if that is what you do, you can't roll with me. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I have a certain standard, Cheryl, you have a certain standard. If you know your friend is moving in a particular way, you don't want to be around that. No. Why can't men within their circle of friends do that? This bro code thing that they've been brought up with, that shit needs to go because it it's a, it's a crock of shit. And even for the ones that you don't know that aren't in your personal circles, this, this speak up about it. Why aren't... I don't feel as though men in general are having the conversation about this. And I just find that sad because like you said, it's not just, although the vast majority of, of people speaking out at the moment, in particular under the Me Too hashtag are women. This is not a women thing as the Gary Speed story mm. tells you, as the, the Bunnell trial tells you, as the Jimmy Savile and everything that he did tells you. It's not, women aren't, women and girls haven't been the only targets as the Terry Crews thing tells you. Mm. But men, apart from trying to mansplain the whole situation, like um, Matt Damon, mm. who's had to <sighs> recant his words and say, oh, I should have thought about it. Yeah, you should have, yeah. but you know, entitlement. Um, and privilege mm. lets your mouth get loose like that. Um, why aren't men, in particular in our communities, where this is a pressing issue, why, why are nobody's taking up the mantle of the conversation? Mm. I'm definitely disappointed about that. Yeah, it needs to be had. Peter, if you're listening, thank you for writing that post. Um, I did actually notice. So shout out to you. And I know that he has a, quite a, a lot of conversations on his own personal page. Yeah. Has a lot of followers. So they... It sparked a debate. Good. So for me, if nothing comes out of it, I'm glad that people are talking about it and yeah. not just hiding away. So he's he's kinda he's kinda done that. I just would just like to see this continued until eventually we don't have to talk about it anymore. People yeah. just know how to act and just treat people res respectfully. Yeah. That and that's 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 the bottom line for me. Just think about how you want your as I said, we keep saying it again, your female friends, your female family members to be treated. Yeah. That's it. Gotta be. Yeah, that is it. Okay, so let's 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 talk about something else and just lighten the mood a bit. Lighten the mood. Yeah. So have you been watching any reality TV? It's time for our reality TV rundown. Um I watched Real Housewives of Atlanta. Right. Okay, but let me start by saying. Yeah. 
I don't think I'm going to watch Love and Hip Hop Miami. Have you started I already? Yeah. I tried the first episode. Right. I'm only here for I Amala Negra. Yeah. That's it. I just want to see her blow up. Definitely. She's beautiful. And then I watched part two and I just realized it's dead. It's just, nah, it's not <laughs> even dead. You know what it is? Maybe this does equate to it being dead, but you know what it is? Mm. It's just like, you know that there's certain junk food that you just won't reduce yourself to. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you've got standards now. Yeah. You know when you eat like young, you could you could buy a Sam's mm. two burgers and two <laughs> fries for two pounds. But as you get older, you get more refined, I'm and you like, think to yourself, "What am I doing to myself?" Yeah, <laughs> I can't be eating Sam's or Zams or just, Cams or you know, you just no. you just. The only reason I've watched the first two is, like I said, because I was ill. Yeah, and I've been up like in the middle of the night, and obviously they upload the shows. Yeah, because we're on a different time zone. And I'm like, I might as well just watch this. Yeah. So I've watched Otherwise, one and two as well, but I, I don't wouldn't. think I'm going to go for three. I think but I'm going to yeah, leave it there. Because I think the storyline that's aggravating me the most uh-huh. is the sh- Shay. Why are you Shay from... Um, was Like, it? seriously. Oh. She was in um, Love and Hip Hop at ATL. Yeah, and in, um, when she did the Flavor of Love thing Oh, I never well. watched that. Yeah, it should just... Stop this. Stop she was this doing now. too much. So Shay yeah. is a character that in Love and Hip Hop ATL, she was dating or was Scrappy. kind of connected to S- Scrappy, who's a person. I was going to say a character, but they're actually <laughs> so called doing real that. people. <laughs> so a person from Love and Hip Hop ATL. I think he had some kind of musical background in ATL way, way back. Yeah. So he's got a little bit of Scrappy. shine in there. Um, and she apparently has moved from ATL to Miami, Miami yeah. to be, and she is dating one of the members of that band, Pretty Ricky. Pretty Ricky, yeah. So Pleasure um, P, his name is right. Okay, yeah. so his head's kind of huge, isn't it? His head's kind of meaty. Yeah, um, <laughs> so meaty. yeah, they like. do. They do. <laughs> like. So she's with him, and she's just. You know, this is the reason why I can't watch um, Love and Hip Hop MIA because it's just, it just feels like a bag of bad decisions and nonsensical <laughs> decisions. Well, but that's one the whole after the other. Love and Hip Hop franchise, yeah. let's be fair. A whole, it's just a series of really piss poor decisions. Yeah, and I just feel like it's not fitting in with my 2018. I can't, ki- I can't get like, with this. Why am I watching that? That's why I'm like, I'm only here for Amara because I want to see her because she's about. So Amara La Negra is a black Latina artist. Yeah. um, And she is trying to make the crossover from the from the um, Latina music market into mainstream um, pop market. Mm. Um, And she approached the producer on, I think, episode one. Mm -hmm. And um, as per her name, La Negra, she is a a, a beautiful black woman. She sports an afro. Her skin is... is, is, Flawless. 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 Hashtag flawless. Flawless. Um, And on, on, on the darker end of the spectrum beautiful stunning melanin popping stop looking at her that's how beautiful she right? is yeah and um the producer started talking some mess to her about her afro and mm. is it really ladylike and can she change that image and you know she seems like Called she's her the nutella nutella queen or something just disgusting just, just, just being a, a complete knob right yeah. so she kind of disclosed to two other um latina women on there that she had suffered that kind of angle of people coming at her since she was young. People mm. always talk about her skin color and making her feel some kind of a way. And so I guess 
that now becomes part and parcel of her storyline, which is brilliant in a sense as well, because on reality TV and in, indeed um, popular TV, we all know of the tropes in which darker skinned women yeah. are kind of cast. And it's it's beautiful to see that that of itself is a storyline being deconstructed mm -mm. do you know what I mean yeah. and tackled. someone was saying to me oh they should take him off the show for saying that I was like no leave him mm. there because this is an actual reality especially yeah in the in the music industry like yeah. I only need to think about um Estelle yeah when she did an interview talking about you know her come up in the music game and how she had several record labels tell her we don't know what to do with you because you've got dark skin not because she's not talented Jesus. Not because she can't sing, not because she can't rap, or not even because, you yeah, what, what you're this. doing. Yeah, you can look it up online. Like, she was like, this, this is literally just before she went over to America and became the huge star that she is. Mm. And, you know, you link up with Kanye West and all that. But she said one of the main issues was that they were like, we don't know what to do. We don't know. Can you imagine sitting there? You're in a record company. You're in a business meeting. You're, you want to discuss what you're going to do with your career, mm. right? And they turn around and say to you, we don't know what to do with you because of your skin. Colour. Yeah. What What? I, what do you do with that, Cheryl? Like, you know, you can take somebody saying, blown. yeah, this, the type of voice that you have ain't really for me. Like, or, right. you know, the type of songs that you do right. ain't really like, I personally, I could deal with that because it's like, okay, if I'm not for you, I'm not for you. I can't, this don't come off. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, what what are you saying? Because essentially, and I've heard this said before, <laughs> years ago by someone who I know very well who used to work in the music industry. And what he said to me was that, you know, really and truly what it is is that record companies have to cater to the majority of the public mm. who are the buying public. Mm. So essentially, as we live in a country where the majority of the buying public happen to be white, this is the, the the thinking behind these major record labels and this is why they can turn around and say that to Estelle. And I just, I'm just like, what? Because mm. it just makes me think so... Initially Sprouse. I was like, yeah. And I'm like, do they consider, do they consider the, the buying public that horrified by the thought of buying into an artist with black skin that, hor that horrific? Like, it's oh, real, oh here's, racism here's, um, is real. Here's, here. here's, here's, here's Cheryl. This is her new single. Oh, oh no. Oh, ooh, I didn't know she was black. That's no, it. Yeah. take it back. I don't want it. Mm. Is, is that the thinking? And that's probably what Amara's had to deal with yeah. her entire life. So yeah. now she's having to talk to this man again. She's talking to him about music. I want to, you know, I want to jump from this market and I want to do this market. And the mm. man's talking to her about her skin and her hair. You know the thing is, right, not even her, but not her, not yeah. her. She she kept it classy and that's yeah, cool. Yeah, she did. But one of the things that I wrote when I posted, uh, I commented on somebody's post about it on social media, was this man had said, had introduced himself and he'd worked with this person, that person, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He worked with the Migos. And I was like, so when he met the Migos mm. and he met Offset, <laughs> Quavo, Right? <laughs> yeah. Two dark skinned right. brothers. Mm. Right? And you see how their hair is. Did mm. you did you did you did you comment on their skin colour? Mm. Did mm. you have the gall to ask them about their hair? Yeah. Did you speak? No, of course you didn't. Mm -hmm. And I really wish 
that they could even take some time out <laughs> and just even come for this man's neck. Yeah, yeah. How dare he? Because mm. if if she wasn't a woman, mm. he would wouldn't never have the nerve. Ever. The nerve. Ever. But it goes back to all we were saying about um, the whole Logan Sama situation. Mm. One of the main bones of contention that I had was you would never in your life mm. turn around and say what you've got to say in regards to black men. You would never, ever. The you fear would saying? be too real. Yeah. But you don't fear, but you don't fear them enough mm. to respect their women. Mm. Do you see, do you see yeah, the, yeah. The, the irony? I wonder why that is though. Black men. We need to talk about this black men. Black men. Because <laughs> if you're acting a kind of way towards your women who look like, like you. you, why the hell should anybody else give a toss? Right. If you can't respect the very people who you come from. Yeah. Why would anyone else? Houston, Why? we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We brought that all. We kind of did a, a 360. But that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. So that's why I'm just here for that particular storyline. The rest of it can just. I don't care. Right. Yeah. I really don't care. Married to Medicine. Oh. Did you watch the latest episodes? God. Of course. Can I just say? That can one, I just I didn't say. mind waking up at four in the morning to watch. Because <laughs> I, I am hooked, yeah. <laughs> Can I just say Heavenly, yeah? No, I don't like Heavenly. She no could more. not She's be doing my too friend. Much. She's doing too she, much. She did make me laugh at one. I think it was one of those things where you're not supposed to laugh, but I laughed. When she said, and your mum yeah! is fit to stop. <laughs> Heavenly. I'm like, you can't cuss at people's mums. You can't. And it's like, why are you doing that? But I understand, you know, you have verbal diarrhea and you catch yourself in it. I think I was laughing at that aspect, but not the fact that she said it. Cause yeah. Because what she said was entirely wrong because you know what i don't understand i don't understand if it's because i grew up in north wheezy <laughs> you can't talk about mom because there's it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's once yeah and i'm like maybe i would have been shocked if she really say that taking the mick mm. twice and then you've come back to apologize to me i think that and then the third time yeah. we get into an argument it comes out of your mouth mm. Cut these cameras, please. Because <laughs> now, so cut these cameras. It. I just want to tell Heavenly something. Can it? <laughs> cut the cameras, <laughs> mate. Mate. She went off, but um, fists flying. Mariah is full of shit because nah. she is. Nah. Because let me tell you why. Nah. Because you see, when you were saying when we were talking about um, Real Housewives of La Atlanta, yeah, and you were telling, you were saying how Candy, if she's gonna cuss out Portia, not yeah, Portia. She should stop hiding in the corner and just do it. Yeah, just face. do it. That speech that Mariah did. Wasn't. It was wasn't. It was. wasn't. It was. Wasn't. It was. Let me tell you why she said that speech. Fab, it was about It her. wasn't. It blatantly Let was. me tell you what that speech was in reference to. And it's only one mm -hmm. person that I've seen comment and gets it. They've edited it. And so everyone now believes that. And the women believe that. The other women mm. in the show, Jackie and, and Simone, Dr. Simone, they all think that because that's where their minds are. They're shady AF. But it's not that. Let me tell you what it is. Nah. In that series, <laughs> in, that, in, in, in a few series ago, um, Toya and Mariah mm -hmm. got into a physical fight at a party by the side of a pool. I can't remember yeah, whose yeah, house it was in. Episode, yeah. Right? I think it might have been even in... Was it Mariah's? Maybe it wasn't Mariah's house. Somebody's house was a party. They got into a physical fight. Part of the 
incident, the, the before of what happened as the fight was a comment that Miss Lucy, who is Mariah's mum, mm. made. Then during the course of the fight between Mariah and Toya, Miss Lucy joined in yeah. and she was hitting Mariah on the head mm. with her bag instead of pulling her apart which uh, from the door, which everyone else was trying to do. Mm. Toya knows that. So that fight was actually Mariah and her mum mm. against Toya. It was a big beef. Mm. They properly fell out. Toya and Mariah were trading insults in different places, online, with their friends, in the blogs. But Toya didn't bring the... She factually mm. never, ever came for the mum. Yeah, yeah, And I, I feel... So that's what Mariah was saying. Mm -hmm. She never cussed out my mum, standardly. Mm. My mum boxed her in the head with her, 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 her purse. But that's why I think she, she was, was talking about Heavenly. Because mm. Heavenly keeps doing the mama thing and everything. And I think she's probably referring to the fact that Toya and I got into proper fisticuffs. Yeah. But even though we were doing that, she still never came for my mum if you see what I'm, yeah, see what I, I'm saying yeah, whereas definitely. heavenly we're having a verbal disagreement but yet you take it to the gutter and come for my mum so that's why I think yeah. that's why she's having a go at heavenly I because, get your point of yeah. view I completely get your point of view and let me just say now I believe it makes a hundred percent sense mm. but I also just see how she might not be and for some reason my brain is just on my version, and I'm not saying that my version has any more credibility than yours because the way you just broke that down, yeah, I get it. She's mm. saying it in reference to the fact of almost comparatively yeah. speaking, look what happened between me and Toya. Look what my mum did to her. She never brought up her name. Yeah. Whereas the way I kind of read it was she just said it as a fact, like, boy, me and Toya really got into it and my mum was in the mix of things. Yeah. So forget, forget, forget. Forget the heavenly thing ever got said. She's just saying that my mum was in the mix of things. Her mum was probably saying stuff about Toya as well. Mm. And Toya just didn't respond to my mum. Mm. And I think in a sense, she's kind of saying that that has helped. That that means that it never got taken to a level that's irreparable. Because, mm. you know, with friendships, I was going to say female friendships, but just friendships overall, you can have arguments with someone, yeah? And you can just be like, I keep it moving. Mm. I love you from a distance. I'm not really going to... I just don't mess with you anymore, right? And it, you just lock it off there. But there are some things you do in an argument yeah. or some things that people do in an argument, and I actually try to avoid this, that for me are irreparable bonds. If you're going to take it so far, if we have some kind of argument and you utter you actually uh, me and you are arguing you utter about my mum mm. and not just a throwaway are oh, your mum but you actually start slinging mm. insults multiple times as well there's not going to yeah. be a time when I can make up with you yeah. for that and I kind of that's another thing that I read from what um, Mariah was saying which was kind of like that me because she's saying but she's basically saying Toya and I are fighting mm. but here today I can invite her we rock out with friends again because yeah. she never basically because she never came for my mum but I now I totally see the the relevance of of the heavenly thing but I think that's just happenstance I actually seriously mm. and truly don't believe Mariah was trying to come for her and another reason why I feel emboldened by that view is because I think Mariah said on the last episode you know when I'm throwing shots or you know when I'm being shady I go for the jugular mm. and it's true she does 
So she don't need to even do it like that. She'll tell Heavenly in some other kind of way. Yeah. She'll probably have a, you know, a, a slim person's party and say, oh, Heavenly, we can't <laughs> invite you because you're on the... Like, she'll proper go mm. shady, you know? So I kind of... Yeah, I don't like Heavenly. Mm. I don't... I no, don't. She's not... She's I don't not see the efforts of her trying to... Ch- mm. like, ev- like, trust me, I know... I know about cussing and gangbanging. Mm. <laughs> and I know that I'm not perfect. I don't perfect. like this whole Christian thing she's she's doing. I'm no, like... Because you I'm can't like, be you trying that I wish she was in the voodoo shop acting up. I'm like, you could probably do with whatever it is they've yeah. got in there. to like. I wouldn't allow it because I just feel like I need to have but an element what? of... Because I don't understand it. I don't know too much about it. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know what you're putting on me. So that's not going to happen. Right. However, the way that she moves, it's mm. like... This Christian, this and Christian, that. It's you're so enough, unchristian like. Yeah. They get, they I think Simone was right when she said your journey, but you're not walking it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's exactly right. And it's like, no. And the case in point, all this, your mama this, your mama that. Is that Christian? And it's so frequent. Right as well. I'm not, I've never seen somebody so foul mouthed so in you, my life. Right? And they're out there, oh, Christian. She reminds me of, she's like the Phaedra of that group. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but even though yeah, Phaedra, yeah, she did, and it's not. It's perhaps it's a distinction without a difference. But Mm. Phaedra, the fact that she wasn't all foul mouthed and just cussing like that, she kind of kept it a bit more classy. I think the cussing and you know, yeah, it's more the cussing with Heavenly. It's too much. I think with Phaedra, it's more her acts and she's sneaky. Yeah. Because Phaedra, you, you, yeah. um, Heavenly even uses the B word a lot. Yeah, like she, yeah. And she means it. You know, like sometimes you see them and it seems to be a cultural thing to them. And mm. they'll be like, bitch, bitch, bitch. But she uses it, it in the in, actual yeah. kind of sense of mm. the words. Oh, I this kind of bitch notice. him, this bitch there. And right? This bitch. I'm like, mm, okay, this is a grown woman. She, she It's too like much. And I wish she'd stop. I know this is a really personal thing. They can do what they want. But every time she calls her husband, daddy, it makes me want to... I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. It is a bit much. It, it is. It is so, a bit why much. Did, like, ooh, you got I, it, Daddy. It's just like, oh, gross. But I want to talk about um, Quad and her husband. Can I just say about Quad? <laughs> so, do you remember one episode Mariah said um, something about thinking about Quad mm. without her wig and without her makeup <laughs> and his Mr. Potato head, right? <laughs> So you see in this episode oh, when Quad was explaining something and then she kind of went into an ugly cry. When she was talking to her husband. Yeah, yeah. in the marriage. You see Mr. Potato Head. I, I did. <laughs> La, I saw it and I had to pause the thing and I was laughing for a good 4.5 minutes. I was cackling. I was. I felt bad that yeah. I was laughing. I saw Potato Head oh right God, there. Jesus. But go on. But yeah, the whole, I don't know, just... I'm getting irritated by it all. I'm like, I need her to say to her husband what it is that she wants. Mm. She's she's saying what she feels, mm. which is good, mm. but she's not being specific because mm. what she, how she's feeling, to me. So essentially, she's saying she doesn't. She feels like she's alone in the marriage. She yeah. doesn't feel appreciated. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. So yeah. she's, yeah, so she's saying the the um, effects yeah. of something, but she's not giving the symptoms or yeah. the causes, causes to the husband. Yeah, and I think, so, I, I, I agree with you. I think the yeah. man needs that. And it's you can see he's confused. He doesn't know, like, he, he, I think he loves her. Yeah. I think he does love her and she loves him. Yeah. And I think 
she needs to be a little bit clearer. Like, this is what you are doing. And this is why, and this is the effects of that. And this is why it makes me feel yeah. this way. You see, when you just said, he loves her. Mm. And I said, yeah. And then you said, and she loves him. And I said, yeah. Can I just rewind? Because <laughs> I just felt something. I felt like maybe I don't see that she loves him. Really? Yeah. I think she does. Is it? I'm yeah. trying to think. Because I definitely feel like he loves her. And I think he shows... He, I think his love language mm. is um, his provision for her because mm. he talks about it a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. providing, providing, providing. Mm. And I think he has probably been um, socialized and brought up to be like, that's the role of a man. And also what was interesting in this episode, he disclosed that prior to because of his background and where he'd come from mm. he had been the sort of person that say I ain't doing ish for anyone I ain't doing ish for any woman I'm not giving any woman anything because I had to graft yeah, yeah. to pull myself up to where I am mm. so against that backdrop I think his provision to her his providing for her mm. is his uh, what he thinks is an ultimate show of love mm. to her that may not be Quad's love language. Mm. And that's why she's not receiving it. And you're absolutely right. She needs to tell him mm. what his, her love language is and find out what his love language yeah. is, how he receives love. Because the reason why I, I, I had to backtrack on myself and say, but does, do I agree with the sentiment that, oh yeah, she really loves him? Because Maybe it's just simply that I don't know that I've seen what Dr. Greg's love language is. So I'm not necessarily sure that I can vouch and say that Quad provides that to him. Right. Okay. Because she, she does it. She, she talks a lot about herself. Mm, yeah, she does. She's, she's very much, this is, I, she was like, I don't feel, I don't, I don't feel like I'm first. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm second to everything. Like it's your work first, mm -hmm. your patience, and then it's me. Mm-hmm. So. And I feel like she's gone into a mode of therefore um, creating her li her life and her lifestyle like that. Because mm. I feel like she talks about herself a lot in 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 just even outside of marriage discussions. It's always quad quad quad. It's never really me and my husband. We're hearing about her and her husband in these episodes because yeah. there's problems. But think back on seasons of past. Mm. Have you seen like you know Toya and the husband's um <laughs> relationship. You know you know Simone and Cecil's relationship. Mm. You know Dr. Jackie and the husband her cheating husband. To sneak back in the house. And you but you even before that yeah. you knew what the where it was pinching in their relationship. You saw their vibe. Mm. It was never really covered. Quad and her relationship yeah, was yeah. never really covered. Mm. And that's to me felt like there because there was nothing to show. Mm. She wasn't really doing the whole husband and wife team thing. Mm. I didn't feel that. I didn't see that. And obviously we only privy to what they film and then what they yeah. edit into the program. Mm. But it's definitely um, what I like about, especially when we do the reality TV rundown, they are definite, it's definite, it's almost like people watching in yeah. that sense, isn't it? Because you see what's going on in there and then you kind of evaluate it just on our own level of understanding of relationships, friendships, mm. et cetera, et cetera kind of thing. One thing that I was going to say about the voodoo thing though, um, heavenly and um, being so closed off to it. I thought as an African-American, mm. and maybe this is just me making blanket statements, that they would have been 
actually, no, maybe that's why she's actually a bit more ignorant to it. Because, you know, a lot of people would say that voodoo, hoodoo, mm. juju, all those things are our, that's our real spiritual mm. background, mm. you know, and Christianity was enforced upon mm. us. Um, and so people should probably be a bit more open. And there is certainly a school of thought that people are kind of moving back towards their traditional ways of worship and mm. stuff like that. But so maybe, but you have to think about the church, especially the black church and especially in the US as well. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Like, you know, they've been so, obviously, you know, African-Americans, well, African slaves were brought over to, to the US and for hundreds of years, you know, Christianity has been used as a tool yeah. to basically just brainwash mm. a whole cross-section of African slaves and, and obviously the, the the back end of that now is that we had, and it was used as a tool obviously to, you know, to keep them in a, a specific space, mm. you know? So the back end of that now, as I was saying, is that we now have a whole generations and generations of black African-Americans who are like, Christianity is, they have no connection to anything outside of that. Outside of that yeah, at all. I get that. So, when you start talking voodoo, oh no. That's yeah. And it's been demonized yeah, to be. That's it. Yeah. When the reality is, if they were to do like, you know, um, what do you call it? Thingy. If they were to trace their family tree and if it was to go back, way, way back, mm. post slavery mm. to whichever. Pre slavery. Yeah, yeah, sorry, mm. pre slavery to whichever African country they might be from, mm. you'll probably find that your family members were probably using all of these methods. Yeah. From yeah, way back when. Yeah, and that's know. not to say you know I don't you know I'm not yeah. a great theologist, so I'm not here saying it's it's right or it's wrong mm. or it's it's yeah, yeah. whatever. But it's just that it's I'm definitely fear. not. I'm, like, yeah, I'm weird. definitely it's not like, in fear of it. Yeah. I'm definitely not in the fear of that, it. The way that Christianity was literally put upon us. Yeah, you would think you would think you would have that feeling about Christianity, given the way that we didn't just come upon it and be like, oh, okay, yeah, so this is. No, actually, this was enforced upon you, and yeah. now this is what we believe. Yeah, and and even and even if you know what how I feel as well is even if it is your core, you know, it is your core belief, and I see myself as a Christian, mm. I, I still have um, pay respect and deference to what has come before, mm. and I'm sure if I probably did take the time to study it, you know, you 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 may even find mm. links. And things like yeah. that. It's just the unknown. She didn't yeah. know what it was, which is understandable given yeah. the history and everything. But she reacted so, so negatively yeah. to it. I was like, if you didn't want to do it, just walk away. Say That's it. Yeah. The, the, the real reaction that she, she was like, practically shaking. Mm, 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 I'm like, mm. all that energy you've got to cuss out heavenly. Why don't you just use that? <laughs> Not heavenly. What's her name? Uh, Mariah. Mariah, all the energy you got to cast out Mariah. Why don't you just take that same energy and turn around and walk out saying, no, thanks, but no thanks. This ain't for me. It was a bit all much. All of the theatrics it was a bit much. wasn't necessary. It was a bit much. It was a bit much. But yeah, can we jaw. talk about um, <laughs> Kim Zosiak? Did you watch? <laughs> Kim makes me laugh, Listen, though. Listen, that woman is something. She's else. a bit trashy, but she makes she me laugh. A bit. <laughs> she is the original T. <laughs> Honest to God, just like, Jesus. The way she came in. <laughs> Did you hear the latest? Apparently, she um when oh no, this happened on the episode. Yeah, she, she said it to Sheree. I know what you're gonna say. That um Candy, Candy, Candy wanted, wanted to her look box. Her box. <laughs> 
What's up? Bum, like, bum, oh. bum, 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 First of all, bum. we already know how free Candy is with her, you know, her like for the ladies so, and everything. So I understand, isn't it? Yeah, she like she tells it what it, and I just think if that actually happened, I think Candy would say it because she 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 um she's just open about it. And I'm just like really Kim and I feel like Kim is she just has this air of desperation on her right about now I'm like yeah maybe the way she said it as I'm reflecting on it now when I look at it and I'm like she's sitting there like a little git yeah it might not really (laughs) be the truth come on now but Candy you left yourself wide open for for that that one because it appears that you're known for it You and your husband are known for it. And certainly before you were married, you're known for it. And and that sea diving. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So, you know, um, but the thing about Kim is what I've realized is she's definitely entertaining and she's definitely been brought in to set the cat amongst the the pigeons. Mm. So, and I'm here for it in that sense. I feel like she's going to get cussed out though. I feel like Kim is going to be the one to do it. But you know what? Or even Marlo. Someone's going to, I just feel like something in the air. Potentially. But you see, everyone save Candy, because you know I think Candy is just a P-Yussy, <laughs> right? Everyone except Candy can really stand up for themselves, you know? Mm. Because when, um, talking about the whole voodoo thing, when the ladies were at Nini's elephant in the room session, <laughs> which is the episode just gone. and that, elephant. That, that, that Mbele woman was just, she was Chatting whack anyway. Nonsense, yeah. But... Um, and then Kim was, I can't, I think she was being a bit shady when Kenya was talking. Mm. Kenya just went for her, mm. told her, shut the F up, duh, 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 duh. told her straight. Mm. And I think Kim can, in all her craziness, I think she can still stand up for herself. Yeah, the way she sat down facing off with Nini, who she knows, she knows that Nini can go off at any time. Mm. And she was kind of just, yeah. in fact, she was even mugging off Nini. I, I thought you were on job. Right? For her to even say that she's not she's not here cowering behind her hand. I was shocked at Nini's reaction or lack thereof. I'm like, the woman's just accused you of taking drugs in your own house and you're just sitting there. I've seen you pop off at Portia. For less than that. For less than that. For something that that. doesn't even concern you. But the thing is, Nini knows who to go after. Mm. And that's because I think she knows that um, Kim is made of sterner stuff. Kim talks up for herself. Mm. Portia in this season, is standing up for mm. himself. I liked the, I liked the Porsche mm. that I saw in argument with Nini. <laughs> yeah, Nini was saying, F you. She was saying, and F you. <laughs> when Kim goes, yeah, Nini had about like 24 cockroaches running up and down her. She's not afraid <laughs> oh, to say it. And she knows thought, what the comeback oh, of that could be and she's goodness. not afraid to say it. So I just feel like what's interesting, even Cynthia, even what she said to Cynthia. Cynthia's mad. Cynthia, fine, when you way. don't know. <laughs> no, but remember what Kim said to yeah. her. If you, you, if you don't really know the background, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. talk. And she was very direct in that statement. Mm. And that's a big statement to make. Mm. And it's a true statement to make. If I'm in an issue with someone and then someone's just chirping in from the sidelines of, oh, this, if you don't know the background, hush, mm. baby, hush because then it's going to create a problem here and we don't want that. Mm. The way Kim told her was direct. So I feel like what's interesting about this series is that there is no one top dog. I know Nini would like to think she is, yeah, but she she's does. not. Mm. There's no one top dog. There are very strong personalities. Mm. Still not here for Candy Andy, because she ain't got that. just bring Marlo back, man. And let's just, let's just... Give her a peach. Yeah, just, just hash it out. Don't Give know her why a peach. Not... Why are they not doing it? I don't know. There must be some. I just want to see the wardrobe, to be fair. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> right? I'm here for it. Marlo knows how to drop those I'm looks. I'm telling you, bro. She come out, oh yeah, these these Gucci glasses are from spring season 2095. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so futuristic. Yeah, spring summer 2095. You can't get these. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm on I'm I'm gonna be up on all the um reality stuff that I usually go for, but I'm dropping mm. Love and Hip Hop Miami out of the road. I can't yeah. do it to my brain cells. I think I'll just watch like little snippets and you can pro you can get the whole show for Yeah, me. keep up with the team. Yeah. I like watching, I actually do like, I watch reviews of the show, like people who do reviews of oh, them. Oh, do you? So there's a couple of people that Those I watch. are quite popular on YouTube. They I don't are. watch them, but they're quite popular, I only they? watch two people. One guy is called Kendall Kindle, I think his name is. And he, right. he ma he's mainly on Instagram. Right. So he just does like little one minute snippets of right. him just basically just laughing at right. them and their and their situations that they just insist in putting themselves on. Right, right, in. right. And he just basically just reiterates what we say. You got to tag me in something of his in a really then. funny way. And the way that he cackles at people, you know, when someone has a laugh that makes you laugh. Yeah. And it's like this might not even be that funny, but the way yeah, that you're his laugh laughing is gonna kill it. Okay, yeah. put post one of his things on the t on the two girls, two do. girls, and on my Insta page. Um, he's on a uh, 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 he's on a few, and then um, there's a guy called Alex Alex Rogers Alex Alexander or Alex right yeah you can type it in YouTube so he does an entire kind of YouTube series on just different shows right reality TV and just obviously scripted shows as right, well right okay and he is so cutting like he will cut you down really verbally right this <laughs> okay big but is he is he is he he's not just going with um um you know the sway of public opinion no are his, are his points spot on his points are spot on. i think they're spot right, on okay and he doesn't have any favorites right okay he if you're easily offended by language yeah it's not for you don't watch it yeah right. okay and he, trigger warning yeah <laughs> trigger warning and he's just he's so funny He's like gay, flamboyant, and his language is just, just it's just on the money for me right. anyway. And I just enjoy watching his okay. videos. And he's just, he's just tired with everything. So what's his name? Alex Rogers. Right, okay. So yeah. I'm going to try and check out one of his and we're going to post, is it, who's, did you say the first one was? Kendall Kindle, I think. Let me just All right, sure. we're going to post Kendall Kindle yeah. on the two girls on my Insta him. page. You guys need to so follow funny. our Insta page, underscore two, the number two, girls and a mic, underscore. So just search us on Insta. Oh, and there's another girl. Sorry, It's Rocks as well. It's Rocks. And Alex actually put me onto her. He was okay. like, oh, Is like, it Rocks as in R-O-X? R-O-X, yeah. Right, she okay. does the best impersonations of the girls from Real Housewives. So, like, she's got her candy down to a oh, tea. I have to and see that. And she did um she did Porsche the other day and I nearly wet myself because I'm like, oh my God, it's Is she on YouTube like or Insta? She's on YouTube. Right, okay, I'm gonna she's check her out. She's probably on um, Insta, but I follow her on YouTube. And right, okay. Again, her language is less colourful than Alex. If you're offended by lots of swear words and stuff like that and the yeah. word then Alex isn't for you. But this girl, she's funny as well. Okay. She does spot on impersonations. So All yeah. right. So you guys don't say we don't put you on to stuff. Yeah, exactly. So check those people out and check out our, definitely check out our yeah. Instagram page. If you want to find us, search the hashtag, hashtag the number two G-A-A-M. Yeah. So that's hashtag two girls on the mic, basically. Yeah. So search that yeah, and you'll find us. Yeah, definitely follow us on our Insta page as well. I posted a, a question on there. 
um, if you guys could like email us in regards to your response to Ooh. the question. Somebody um, tweeted something about um, Aaliyah. May she rest in peace. Right. Because um, it was her 39th birthday the other day. Yeah, it was. And somebody has, basically, this is the tweet. I'll read it out. It says, <laughs> it says um, Aaliyah couldn't even dance. Her singing range was mediocre, but an untimely death will have you all losing brain cells with comparisons. So I stuck this on the page and just asked people whether or not they agreed or disagreed. Right. Funny enough, we've got a, a litany of different types of opinions, actually. I thought it was going to go more than one way. Right, Meaning okay. that Aaliyah's just this amazing, great, great singer. You know, we've we spoken about this. Anyone uh, speak about Maybe her. last year or the year before, it may have been the anniversary of her death. Yeah. And definitely, God rest her soul, full stop. New paragraph, because I don't want it to sound disrespectful. I think Aaliyah's overrated. There, I said it. Ooh. I said it. So if you want to come to Cheryl's neck about that, please do email us. We love to read out your email and your response. Right? But yeah, but as we said, there's a debate kicking off on the Instagram page. So please do leave your comments on there. And, and the, the, our email, you can find it in our Instagram bio, but our email is the number two girls podcast at gmail.com. That's yes. the number two girls podcast. Not the number. So it's just two girls <laughs> podcast at gmail.com, just to be clear. Cool. So email us, let us know how you like the show, let us know what you want us to talk about. And um, yeah, holler at your girls. Cool. All right, we're going to wrap this up. We have the obviously our final segment, which is You Are the Light and the Shady Corner. So you are the light. It's actually been quite a good week, you know. We've got quite a few things in there. So, shouts out to Daniel Kalua, actor Daniel Kalua, British Daniel Kalua, Mr. British Black. Get out. African. Right. Dark skin, right. melanin, right. Poirian. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. Doing the things there. <laughs> Doing it. He's going to be on the, in the new. Um, Black Panther movie, which we have to go and watch. Shazza, we have to go and watch if it. If I have to wear a, a get, is it a gele? Is that you yes. It? If I have to wear one on my head, I'm gonna wear it. And let me tell, <laughs> let me tell you guys something. Once we've watched it, we're coming on the show mm. and we're gonna talk all about it. So don't, we're not gonna Real. give you no, 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 no um, spoiler alerts. Yeah. We're just talking we're just about it. Talk. So, so get uh, with it. Best, you, you best. You better be there. Right, okay. <laughs> all black, everything. But shouts out to Daniel. He picked up an NAACP award, NAACP Image Award for his role in Get Out. I actually watched that again the other day. Oh my gosh, it's just. Did great. you? Yeah, I it's meant on to Sky. Do that. They've been showing it all week. So really, I think today is probably the last day they'll they'll show it. Cause you know when they introduce a premiere, yeah, they have it on all week and then they redo, they um, introduce a new film every Friday. Oh. So yeah, and I've been fully enjoying it. I need it. to get my movie yeah, game on. Yeah, so I've been enjoying that. Um, R.I.P. to footballer um, Cyril Regis, who died at the age yep. of 59 from a heart attack. Um, Cyril, Cyril used to play for West, West Bromwich, um, and he played for England as well. And he's just one of the um, pioneers for black footballers. He was going to be my into the light person, yeah, I have um, to say. yeah. Definitely. And he comes from he comes from a big sporting family. Shout mm -hmm. out to Jason Roberts, mm -hmm. who I went to school with. Shout out to um, athlete John Regis, mm -hmm. um, and Cyril Regis. You know he's from he's from my bits as well. Williams. From the ends, he's really yeah. really from the ends, and he is a sporting legend mm -hmm. because of those factors that he's. Um, a black man who came through the footballing ranks at a time where, you know, there were far less, mm. far less black players. He, um, Juan Atkinson was his 
coach at one point. This is why it's so important to understand why people are, are outraged about the H&M advert. And don't be telling people to get over yeah. it. You need to, if you understand history, read up on Cyril. Read, read up, up on, on what all. him and his contemporaries yeah. went through in, in, the, in, in what this country likes to call the beautiful game. Because mm. it weren't beautiful yeah. for them mm. when they received Even tons of like in Europe, they a lot of black footballers still go. There was a, oh, I can't remember who it was. It was a young, young black footballer who's currently playing, who I think did an interview with The Guardian. Mm. And I think, and I meant to read the entire thing, but I think one of the quotes that he, I'm going to paraphrase because I can't remember the full quote, mm -hmm. but it was just in regards to the fact that it happened, like racist abuse happened so often when he was playing abroad that he more or less just pushed it to the back of his mind. Mm. And this is a young Play, a current player. Yeah. So when people talk about get over it. What are we getting over when it's not done? Over? It's not, fi like, exactly, it's not done. So please, I feel like, as well as black people, I feel like we've gotten so comfortable. Mm. Like, the things that our parents and our grandparents went through, we will never experience that. And because we will never experience that, I think a lot of the times we're very much complacent and think, oh, that can never happen to us. Mm. Oh, it happened a long time. We've moved on from there. Really? Just Ain't moved just on, beer. <laughs> how have we moved on just recently? The leader of the free world was talking about Shit certain countries, countries that are populated by people who look predominantly like us. This same president watched and didn't condemn a bunch of men who raided their local B&Q for a bunch of tiki torches, run over this poor woman who was protesting against them because they're upset that mm. black and brown people exist. So when you talk about get over it, what is the it that you're referring to? And where are we getting over mm. it to when it still exists? Right. I don't understand. So yeah, so shouts out to Cheryl, Cyril. Um, may you rest in peace. May you rest in peace. Um, condolences to your family as well. Uh, Mary J. Blige. Oh yeah. It was her birthday. Yep. And on top of her birthday, she got a lovely, lovely, she's been for it this year, last year rather. Oh. She got a lovely, lovely I gift where she got her own Hollywood, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So long overdue. Long overdue. Long live the Queen. And I want to say, Shezza, it's dancery. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's she that interview. It. No, she said I saw. It's not dance soiree. It and had been written. No, she lied. <laughs> She was just saying that for interviews. She's like, no, she's like, it's dancery. And I thought to myself, but you know what? I never thought it was um, nah. dance away. And the reason why is Mary's always been one to kind of enunciate her words properly. No, right? but look, so soiree when, when people were saying is soiree, R double E. But I was no, thinks. but I was thinking to myself, it doesn't even sound like soiree. So no, because this she from? this the story, the real story that I heard <laughs> is that it was story. written like that. But she didn't know that it's because soirees like S O I R double E, and I think there might be an accent on one of the E's. Right. Like, so you know, Mary, she read it you know, as dancery. Yeah, she looked dancery, <laughs> and that's where she went. No, She's now trying to style it into don't try to style it into dancery. <laughs> Mary, look, you've Sorry. got the star. You've Shane got a lifelong fan in me. Don't said, try it because you are no, going to go straight to shady corner with that. I was like, I knew. It's lies. She's a with her. <laughs> but well done to Mary. Mary well, as um, Shezza said, well overdue. I also want to shout out to a really good friend of mine, Emil. 
who owns a Emil Socialize. I hope he one. listens to our um, Yeah, I podcast. told him I'm going to shout him out today, so he has to listen. He better listen. On. But well, I'm really proud well. of him. Well done to him. Yeah, Emil, you've got to come down and be a guest on the show. Come and talk about your your recent project, which you've done, a documentary called Soul Seekers, which is about um, basically UK trainer culture. Yeah. So um, we've put the um, the trailer for it on our on our Instagram page. So if you want to have a scroll through there, have a look. It looks amazing. I know he's been working on this really really hard for yeah, some time for now. some time that's why I, that's um i didn't know that he was going to go into into the light but one of the reasons why i adopt that recommendation and endorse it because i remember emil told me about it ages, ages ago. ago yeah and it's you know i said and I, I say it because i fall short of what i'm about to say i really respect about that what he's done and what i was saying about stuff that you do when you say you're going to do it you mm. do it mm. and that's Sometimes we don't all get there. Yeah. There's, you know, there's all the good intent. Sometimes there's not the time. Sometimes mm. there's not enough effort. And I definitely, you know, fall on, on some of those hurdles, the issues of time and management and getting to do the things that I really say I, I want to do. do. Yeah. So I remember Emil telling me about it. I can't even remember where we were. Mm. And he was telling me about it. And to see like the trailer and to know it came to fruition. Mm. I completely respect that. Yeah. So definitely into the light for him. So uh, when that's out, everyone go and see Soul Seekers and yeah. definitely we're going to get Emil down. He can't say no. <laughs> Emil, you, you know This is not a request, it's an order. It's an Reports order. yet. Yeah, whatever you've got going on. Reports no, yet. I, I've, got to, I've got to cancel because if I don't, <laughs> them girls will end me. They will literally end me. So Emil, we love you. You've got to come down. So anyway, Shady Corner. I wish we actually did Shady. I should have done Shady Corner first because I don't like how it makes my spirit feel sometimes. Right, why? <laughs> Who's going into? Okay, so I want to talk to the people who are coming for Oprah after she announced that she might... But she didn't announce it. She didn't announce anything. It was just a rumor and people were just running with it. Yeah. And, and I just thought to myself, do you see your current leader right now? Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? And not even to say that he is the first kind of TV person that's mm. ever taken office. You had Ronald Reagan. Reagan right. Yeah. And now you've got Donald Trump. And you're acting like Oprah is such a bad, bad choice. Come on, man. I'm just like, what this woman has achieved in her life. Mm. She wasn't born with a silver spoon in her Absolutely. mouth. Far from it. She appears, Donald, to, she, she appears to understand the masses. Right. Donald is there talking about, yeah, you know, I got a small loan from my father of about a million dollars. That is the place that he comes from. Mm. And it's, it's, it's just, oh, it just irritated me so much. I saw this one guy do a whole video post about how Oprah ain't this and she ain't done this and she ain't done that. And all these people are saying that she ain't done this. What have you done mm. or what are you doing mm. i'm not saying she's perfect i'm not saying that she is the right choice oprah hasn't even until it comes out of oprah's mouth right. we don't actually know that she wants to run for president yeah. and to be quite frank i personally don't want her to because i don't feel like oprah deserves, I want her to protect her energy yeah i don't feel like she deserves the, the mess that that would be. That, that this man is clearly going to make yeah. after he finishes doing what he's what he he he's doing yeah and in, in and in reality although we know um if you understand the whole thing about um politics and stuff we know that the president of of the USA is something of a figurehead and it's not just him one that just or her one that yeah. just runs everything. <laughs> Um, and she would have a strong team about her. But, you know, I really think we need to move away from um, personality presidents mm. and personality 
politicians in this country and really start um, looking deeply at what people, what their policies are actually going to be. Because you know what? We as an electorate and the American electorate, we're just going to finish ourselves mm. out here. Mm. Life is too serious right now to just be going for the person with the smooth, the smoothest <laughs> cut of the jib. Who's got the most Instagram likes, right. and, you know, whose who's Twitter is more popping. Right. Like, is this where we're at? So not not that I would have the vote, but I wouldn't I wouldn't want Oprah to mm. run for president for some of the reasons that you say and for what I've just said as well. But yeah, all those people that were like trying to be down on Oprah when look at look at who's in office at the moment. Y'all can go into Shady right. Corner for real. All of you lot can go. So um, also I uh, wanted to put into Shady Corner and Widdicombe and... And 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 my mum always taught me that you must respect your elders. She always taught me that, and I, I've walked with that throughout my life. <laughs> but I knew I could feel a butt coming. Watching this show, what is it? Celebrity, Celebrity Big, Big Brother. Brother. If I was in that house, I would have forgot all of what my mum had told me. God, what's she been keeping I up with? I would have cussed you out up and down about yourself and it's sad you know because yeah. i thought Anne was all right nah she ain't all right really she ain't all right shouts out to um she goes into the light as well but um comedian um ava Vidal, i believe her name is and and this is a, this is one thing that annoys me about a show like big brother because every year it brings up i always know that like an instance of racism is going to come up and whatever reason, I personally feel like it's something that isn't taken as seriously as maybe other issues are taken as seriously. It's like it yeah. takes like several instances of racism to come up before the producers are like, okay, no, we can't have this. Yeah. Let's, you know, you've got to leave or, you know, we need to implement something into the house. But Anne decided to part her lips and give her opinion on Prince Harry uh, engagement to Meghan Markle. Saying what? Saying that, um, let me not misquote, let me just bring bring this up. Sorry, just give me two seconds because I can't believe she actually said it. Anne needs to be careful because yeah. Meghan and I are like family out here. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my home, It's my yeah. cousin. Right. <laughs> Claimed it. And it's just, I just... I just, oh, and the thing is with with Anne in the house because obviously she is she's actually not the oldest in the house. She is second to Amanda Barry, who you may remember from Coronation Street. Okay, and she used she's to got be, quite wide eyes. Yeah, she used to play very a character pretty. Alma. Yeah, yeah, Alma. She was in a lot of like Carry On films right, as well right. back in the day. Yep, she's eighty four. She looks amazing. She's eighty four. Yeah, she wow. looks amazing. I was like, wow, she's. Apparently, twelve years older than Anne. Really? So basically, Anne. Oh, flipping hell! I can't get the quote up. Sorry, but basically, what she said was in regards to the engagement to Prince Harry, um, is that she thinks it's a bad idea because she disapproves of her background. Whose background? Meghan Markle. My cousin's background. background. Yeah, she disapproves She's of it. the background. Trying it, and that you know, oh, she thinks it's trouble for the royal family. Does she know who the royal family is? Is she familiar with that the history of the royal family whoa, and their whoa, background? Whoa, whoa. What does she mean, trouble? Her background? What? What back? What, what black? Sorry, I mean yeah. background. <laughs> is that how? That is how Anne is moving. Like, let me just play the clip. Yeah, I'm gonna. This is Anne. This is not Anne. Sorry. This is Ava, the comedian, talking breaking about it, down. breaking it down because she broke. She can break it down better than what I can. So let me just play this. Hang on, here we go. And 
put that, but this is what I'm saying. Can we put that down purely to her age, or do you think it's no? Because Amanda is older than her. So it's the comment that they're asking about. She's getting away with this. At the end of the day, she's people talking about being fake or not. Either she's she's there's something going on in her head because she's sitting there going, "Oh my God, they're doing a task and they're hurting people." You are a Tory. You voted in policies that hurt people. Ooh. Ooh. Said the word attitude. That is dog whistle stuff. Personality thing with Anne. Then you think that's her values? It's her personality thing, and it's nothing to do with her. I don't care what anyone says about her values, though, because everyone goes, "Oh, but she's talking her truth, and she's you know, you know, living up to her values." If your truth is that you're an old cow, then I'm sorry, you're just. (laughs) (laughs) So she drew for the A word, the attitude words, that old trope. Yeah, so this is, so basically what in, in the beginning of that, what she was referring to before she made the comment about and you know, representing the Tory party was that earlier on there was a task that the guys had to do where they were strapped to these machines that simulate like labor pains. Mm-hmm. And Anne was just appalled by this, by this test. She was like, oh my God, this is so unfair. I, I don't think it's right that you should be inflicting like unnecessary pain onto other people where it was an actual task that they were doing. Mm. A, and nobody forced the guys to lay down there and put these attachments to them. Mm. Any one of those celebrities in those houses, in that house they can leave if they want to mm. women who give birth don't have a choice mm, so mm, they have mm. to go through that so mm. for you to try and compare it's not even like for like so that's what she was kind of referring to in the beginning right. of that but this 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 thing as you said these dog whistle um you know labels that certain people like to use Attitude, against us it's like we've angry, had them all before and i'm background. glad she called it out because as i said too many times I sit and I watch Celebrity Big Brother and we see these microaggressions happen all the time, which Going is where as well. Hannah and... Who's Hannah? It? Hannah and her sister. Oh, God. Oh, were the two, they the two The two Nigerian girls, were, girls, yeah. I missed that whole thing. Do you so, know, two friends that should go in Shady Corner, mm. my friend Yvette and my friend Tracy, <laughs> who know that I love to watch black women on TV I and in the media. I told you about them. And you can go in Shady doing. Corner as well because I think all of you told me when it was down to the last Sweet, two episodes. No, I told you from the, the jump. I was like, Shezar, there's these two girls in there. They're sisters. Lies. They're from Nigeria. They're holding Lies. it down. They're pulling up people. And don't Alabama. even try it. I actually put a video footage of the girls going in on, um, I think it was the older sister going in on this other girl because um, she was having an argument with someone. Right. You know, when somebody starts to interject and she weren't having it. She was yeah. just like, I'm not talking to you. Yeah. I'm talking to this person. You can see your way out of this. Mm-hmm. And the girl was really trying to get up in her face. And she was like, look, move. Like she just, just told her about herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And because this girl was having a, a slight crush on her ex-boyfriend and trying to make out like it was nothing. She mm-hmm. told her about herself and told her that, look, you're running around there, you know, acting like kiss chase gone wrong. And like, you're just acting. Whole, it, listen, she, she, when she said that, she had them on the floor. Um, because the girl was, you know, when somebody said, sister, the, them. funny enough, the guy who she used to date actually liked, her name's Hannah. Yeah, it's Hannah. Right. Actually liked her. They got them really well, like, little kind of yeah flirty little something not really popped off but yeah. you could see it. and i'll just you see that no. but the point was that hannah and her sister suffered quite yeah. a few microaggressions yeah there was a there. few going on the younger sister i felt like couldn't 
she was saying what we all know to be true, but she couldn't articulate it because she was so angry and upset about it. She was right. trying to tell them this is something I go through all the time and right. I'm not having it in here. Yeah. And because she was so upset, they were like, they couldn't understand, like, why is she so and angry? Like, yeah. Even, she wasn't even angry. She was just like, I'm not having you lot talk to me in this. It's just like she wanted to cut it off from there. Don't yeah. come to me with certain words like, like aggressive. Aggressive. Right? And, I think you know, I heard about this. Yeah. The, so she's trying press. to, and I'm like, this, what? every time mm. and so when it comes when the follow-up show comes with um cbc bots i think they cbb bots mm. comes up and they discuss it i just feel like this is why i would never enter a show like this because having conversations about race is this ain't the platform for it because every this is an entertainment show at the end of the day mm. the the microaggressions that we suffer aren't it's not entertainment mm. i don't this i'm i don't know why you're entertained by that it's not it's not a joke for us this is literally something as the sister said, that we go through on a daily basis and you lot don't see it because it's not something that you go through. Yeah, but it's it's good. It's good if, not good, but it's mm. interesting or it's worthwhile if these things are being shown in real yeah. life because then we can discuss yeah. it so and bring and you that's the real. It, and that's it. And so it was nice to see like the support of a lot of black women who were like, we understand you, you know, Hannah. What's mm. the sister? Oh, the sister's name. I'm so upset that I'm... And I think she's in the intent, actually, but oh. the sequel. Okay. I think <laughs> everybody's in the intent except us. <laughs> anyway, that's we don't, it. Even, we don't even have a picture on the wall. Look. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's, and you need to go into Shady Corner because that, we, I caught that for the minute yeah, that you left see your that mouth. that dog whistle stuff? Yeah. We're hip to it. Right. Okay. And finally, and this is not the first time this man has been flung in the house. In the, in the house, see him talking about, still talking about Big Brother. Sorry, flung in the corner, the Shady Corner. Donald Trump. Oh God! How dare you? Oh, how dare you? Shithole, Cheryl. Build. Let's just build a hole. Let's talk about it. Let's build a whole hole. No, let's dig a hole in Shady Corner and just, just throw leave Trump him in, in. there. <laughs> throw him, his toupee, his Big Macs, his 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 really large nuclear button that he needs to tell us about. His damn Twitter fingers. Everything in that hole, bury it, pat it down <laughs> neatly. If we can fit his so-called yeah. seventeen stone holy water on there frame because well, he needs in it. there and just leave it because I that... I can't do him again for two thousand and eighteen. Oh my god! They need to find a way to get this man out. They need to find a way. I don't know if it's going to be impeachment. I don't know. I can't ask for anything more than that. But America, mm. you have a history of getting rid of your president. Mm. No, you before, that. you can do it again. <laughs> like, he needs to go. I'm just like, I'm, I'm staggered. I'm just, I think to myself, America, look what you've done to yourself. I'm not even you, shocked This anymore. is what you've put into office. I'm not shocked anymore. Shit whole countries. Yep. yep. And you're talking about all the, is it 53 countries? That Af all of them, they're all shitholes. Haiti. Do you know the history of Haiti? He doesn't. Do you know the strength that them people have and what they have gone through historically? The first... This is the, the, this is the thing. This is the Ugh. thing that really makes me angry is even. that everybody, Haitians, non-Haitians, black, white, you know, the, 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 the fallacious history that we are sold and taught and just people think shitholes mm. or underdeveloped countries are just so because 
the people are in some way deficient. If you don't understand, and we can end on this note, La, because mm. it's the same thing as the coolest monkey in the, 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 the jungle, which we said that we're not even going to touch because it's been done to death. Mm. If you don't understand historical context, keep your beak shut. Because mm. I'll tell you what 2018 is, going full circle, it's the year of not having it. Mm. Mark this, as my dad would say, <laughs> mark it on the wall. <laughs> Shout outs to all the Nigerians, the wall, all the yeah. Africans that heard their parents say this. Oh yeah, mark it on the wall. Not this day. <laughs> mark it on the wall. This is the year mm. where black people in particular are not having it. Mm. We will go savage on a H&M mm. for that foolishness. Mm. We're not listening to you, Donald Trump, when mm. you say shithole, because we understand our history. If Haiti is such a shithole, why has America been over there so many times involving themselves in the Haitians? and their Haitian lives. Why? Why are you there? It's a shithole. Why are you sending yourself there? They're still paying money to France, though. Right. So there we have it. How dare you? And then you talk about the continent of Africa, the cradle of life. Shit. Why do you think they call it that? But they if, don't know. Wait, hold on. <laughs> if that place was to disappear tomorrow, do you know how much... Just think about it. Financially, economically... This world will come, will cease to a grinding mm. halt because that's where everything comes from. Ask them what they're doing in the Congo. Right. Why are you there? Ask them what they're doing why in the Congo. Why are you there? If it's a shithole, why are you there? Stay in, the, stay in Washington. Stay in your, your tower, which coincidentally, I think somebody had um, projected the word shithole on, on Trump Tower. One of Trump Towers, recently, yeah. yeah. So all of this shithole talk that you're talking, but yet you're still dead in other people's country like, like you belong there. So you know what, on that note, and this is why I like to end the show with You Are The Light, because I cannot, the level of disrespect, like we are only three weeks into 2018. Right. And this man and his orange face. He started, as they say. He started already. Wig that keeps blowing. You need to blow off. Mm -hmm. How about you do that? Sick of this man. And as you said, Cheryl, however they do it, America, please, I beg you do <laughs> I beg you do it. When I start talking, I sound like my mum. Like, I beg you, please. You've got to get rid of him. You've got to get rid You've of him. You've got to get rid of him. He's no good for anyone. All these Republicans who think, yeah, no, he ain't for you. If you ain't part of the 1% bracket, he definitely ain't for you. And I know you're not part of the 1% bracket. So all of this, yeah, he's going to make America great again. Really? For who? For you? Mm. I don't think so. So you know what I'm going to do? I ain't going to stop talking about this man <laughs> because I can't have my blood pressure raise up anymore. <laughs> I am going to think of good things, great things. I'm going to see my lovely nieces this weekend. Good things, good things. So I'm going to focus on that. And, 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 uh. and yeah, so Sheza, I think we're going to end this, end this now. Would you like to say anything else? No, same time, same place. Back yeah. here next week, two girls and a mic. Holler at us on Insta, underscore the number two girls and a mic. Is that our name on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. And email us two girls podcast at gmail.com and continue to listen, rate, and subscribe. subscribe. We are. Bye.